This episode of Ball Girl Magic is brought to you by the Uninterrupted Podcast Network. Download and subscribe to all our shows on the network, including Open Run with Jesse and Stefan, Dre Day with Draymond and Marcus, and Road Trippin' with Richard Jefferson and Channing Fry. And of course, make sure you download ours, Ball Girl Magic, with me, Roz Gold on Woody, and my amazing co-host, Yvonne Orji. Let's get to the show. Yo, what's going on, people? This is your girl, Yvonne Orji. What's up, what's up, y'all? This is Roz Gold on Woody. so much welcome back to another episode of Bulgar magic episode two thank you to everybody who downloaded episode one y'all the real mvps out here in these streets i'm giving you an actual round of applause yes. thank you shout, thank out. You. shout out to you all um <laughs> we have you hey this goes out to you this i don't know you and you <laughs> and you and you I, we're, like we just went straight biggie for no reason okay uh <laughs> Uh, but no, we had a lot of time with Gabrielle Union. I mean, she was just, she was the dopest. She was knowledgeable about the, the game. She was fun. And that's what World War Magic was about. You know, we got two girls. We, we, you know, one of us is more knowledgeable about the game than the other. That's Roz. I'm just not even going to try and sugarcoat it. about the game? We both played the game. I mean, that's where it starts. Listen, I played Love and Basketball on repeat. That's what I did. I played <laughs> Love and Basketball on repeat. But cool. Yeah, sure, sure. I know all my, ba- you know, I, I balled a little bit, but my, most of my ball references come from Monica Wright McCall. McCall and and Quentin McCall so and that um, counts too you know what we're merging <laughs> we're merging all lovers of the game Des- despite whatever your experience level is if something about sport inspires you come here and come kick it with us so let's jump into today man we about to we just we got a, another dope show um well first we we, we got the segment let it go you know like Keisha Cole yeah. you need to stand if you need to like let it go like so there are a couple things that we gotta let go Roz told me some stuff you know what Roz what did you what did you tell me about you that I'm I side-eyed you about everybody was giving me a side eye I did not take down my Christmas tree until March 4th 2017 y'all like just a few days ago it just came down and here's the thing for me like I just want to start this off because Every year, Christmas means so much to me, but I work as the, I work in sports. I work as a sideline reporter for the Warriors. I travel home and away with them. And for some reason in December, we've got all of these crazy road trips to the East Coast. So I'm barely home to set up my Christmas. So I'm all, and I, I, for me, I live alone. The Christmas tree makes me feel a sense of holiday spirit and happiness. So December is coming and going. I've been on the road. <laughs> Now, I've been on the road the whole time, and I come home, I don't got a Christmas tree up. So finally, I get a tree, and I do put it up, but I haven't had time to decorate it. So I'm sounding all sorts of horrible, but I, I'm running out of days left in Christmas before, before the 25th. So I asked my cleaning lady to decorate it for me, which is a, that's a foul, that's a party foul to begin with. I didn't even decorate my own tree. Then... Ross, I'm gonna just stop you right now. Okay, oh, you, you're, you're still playing. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. No ho, it's 80 degrees out here in the Bay and in LA. Don't do this. Like, right? She, I know. She, she's trying to hold on to Christmas. Did somebody? Did somebody? Like, what happened? Did you fall in love around Christmas time? You just no. trying to hold on to that feeling? No, I was busy. Basketball season started, and you know what? It got to the point where it was so embarrassing to have the tree up. I couldn't have visitors over. Like, I would come home, and like every time I saw my Girl. Christmas tree, it would remind me that. 
I have laundry to do and expense reports to do. It became I, a symbol of all the things in my life that I cannot keep no, up with. No, no, no. I'm gonna hit, I'm gonna, I have to hit you with the let it go. I'm going to have to hit you with the let it go sound. Go ahead. Hit her with the let it go one time. But I, I finally got it down. I got it down because I started Snapchatting it and people would tweet me and be like, Roz, it's time to take it down. Or like friends yeah. would be like, it's time. So I actually, I wanted to take it down myself as a point of pride. You know what I'm saying? You were shamed into taking it down, Roz. Just call a spade a spade. You were shamed. They shamed you into it. Stop it this. Was, I was shamed into it. And I, my had, I had to ask my cleaning lady to take the Christmas tree down. And so you now, know what? So now you know what? She gave me a very knowing look. She gave me a look like... Now you involved, I don't know if it's Olga, Esmeralda, or Shaniqua. I don't know why I'm just giving your cleaning navies all ethnic names. Her name but is Rosa. Rosa, see, I was close. I said, oh, I, said, I said Olga, Esmeralda, or Shaniqua. So it, it could, like, hey, listen, I'm equal opportunity because I, I done cleaned some houses in my, my daggone self, so please don't come for us. So, yeah, so you now involve Rosa for no reason. Okay. <laughs> she put it up. So she took it down, and she said, no problem, Roz, but you know what? Meanwhile, she went. And I'm like, ella es más rara, es like, que loquita, chica, esa es que loquita, yo no sé, porque es, no es Christmas. I don't know, that was like my, my Puerto Rican, Dominican, Spanish. <laughs> Again, to our Latin listeners, don't come for me, okay? I swear. So I, I had to let it go. I let it go. It's, yeah. all, it's gone. It's gone. You're, we're dropping the let it go bomb on you. Um, <laughs> what about you? <laughs> uh, what am I letting go? Well, I'll March, I'm letting go of carbs. That's what I'm letting go of. Um, so y'all know I play Molly on Insecure. And every 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 month before we start shooting, I I drop carbs. I I don't know. I just it's the thing that you I do. Pizza? Anything that got carbs in it, like it's, like it's a, a muffin, like a like pizza. Listen, if it's not a fruit, a vegetable. <laughs> if it's not a fruit, a vegetable. If it's not some water or uh, a protein, like chicken, fish, or you know, or okay. Then I can't eat it. I'm not eating but, it because. Okay, but what about a sandwich? Like if it was a sandwich. Ma'am, do you understand what a carb <laughs> is? Like that's why are you trying to you, like get thee behind me, you worker of iniquity. That's what you're trying to do. You're trying to make me lose before I start. So, so it's the thing I do. Here's the thing. I don't. I don't love exercising. I exercise because I don't want to. I don't want to be shamed. Okay, like Roz just <laughs> like, like Roz got shamed. She gave me a knowing look. She was like, "You need yeah. to get your life together, ma'am." She was, okay. she was like, "How badly do I need this money?" That's what she really was. <laughs> That's exactly what she was thinking. <laughs> she was like, I don't, I don't want to live like this. She said, like, I don't want to live like this. I got Trump trying to build a wall and keep me out. I got now I got this chick trying to make me take down her Christmas tree in March. This is foolish. Right. Right. Why can't she clean her one bedroom apartment by herself anyway? Who trained her? <laughs> Rosa texted me after she left your house. Rosa was like, come get your friend. I said, girl. <laughs> come get her. Anyway, oh so I'm dropping cards. <laughs> Here's the thing. I, I, I'm very strategic about this. You know, most people like, Roz, you play ball. You probably love exercising. Here's what I like. I like eating. Okay, but you can't have one without the other. It's like love and marriage, right? Okay. Like love and marriage. Y'all remember that? Okay. Um, <laughs> go together like a hers thing. Who who's raised in the nineties? Okay, I'm, I'm an eighties baby raised in the nineties. So I like to eat. I don't love. You don't have sound effects yet, so I'm doing all of the in studio applauses by myself. No, no, no they they gonna they gonna be put in. So, oh, okay. I don't, I don't, you know, I like to balance things out. My thing is if I don't have a heavy carb intake, then by the time I go to work out, I don't have that much more to lose. You know what I'm saying? Because abs are made in the kitchen. That's what everybody tells me. And right now I'm eating grapes as we speak. So if you hear me stomping, 
it's a it's a it's a uh, lovely hard. And here's another thing about me: I only like the hard grapes. This is we getting real personal. Oh, okay. Only, no, literally, I only buy hard red grapes. I touch them, and if they're soft, like there's a dirty joke here somewhere. But there shouldn't anyway. be, but that's your mind. Remember episode one? That was all you doing. Was all it episode one, I was keeping it clean. It was you and Gabrielle who were just. Mm. Is that is that what we going with? Is yeah, that what so we going y'all with? two, y'all two sat on that couch and just were all sorts of nasty together. Because you made it so easy, Roz. No, I, I have a thing. Like I, I like I'm really I'm really particular. Like when why my, do you like cold hard red grapes? Because it's like I like a crunch. Like with um like with bananas. I mean whatever you can go you can go dirty. I don't care. Like my mind is pure. To the pure, all things appear. Okay, that's what my that's what my Bible says. But <laughs> when my bananas start spotting, I can't eat it. It has to be like just after it got green to getting ripe and it's still hard but sweet. That's the only time I eat a banana. After that, like it's mushy and I can smell it. I don't want to know more. So I'm you real particular are about very my fruit. Particular about your fruit. That's I'm what I'm very was... particular. I, okay. I, I like I like Your's hard red too. grapes. So anyway, so that's what I'm letting go of. I'm letting go of carbs, y'all. So pray for me. You know what I can't stand though, Yvonne? What's that? Skinny people who are talking about getting more skinny. You are so uh, tiny. Have you, you, heard, have you, you know my life? Yvonne? Have you seen Yvonne? I am literally scrambling right now because, guys, it's March. Um, summer is around the corner. You don't want it to hit you come June. You're trying to scramble it to get in shape. It's too late. You should have started beach last month. Hashtag Beachbody. Hashtag Beachbody. Hey, it, let me know if y'all if y'all are already starting to get ready for summer. Let me know if you feel you're behind. Let me know. Let me know what month is the right month to get ready for your summer body. Hit me up on Twitter or anything with hashtag Ball Girl Magic. I'm, I'm gonna also hit you all with a trade secret right now. Y'all heard it first, like MTV News. Y'all heard it here, right on Uninterrupted Ball Girl Magic episode two. I do these thing, this 15 minute abs on on YouTube. It's by Jimra. And it's like you, it's 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 19 minutes long, but it's literally 15 minute abs, um, because she got to explain some stuff to you. But that's that's my regimen. Like I do cardio, and then to get the the, the abs tight and right, because you know <laughs> summer is coming, and in LA <laughs> it's early, and summer came early. They we skipped spring. We went from cold and rainy to like it's 80 degrees out here. That's so, so true. That's so true. These hoes that have been working out through the through the winter, they're ready. And you know, not to go nobody <laughs> home, but you know what I mean. These hoes right. gonna be out here. They've been they've been out here right right um, get your instagram model on yeah um so I'm, I'm i'm just trying to let you know jimra 20 minute abs is 15 minutes but it's 19 minute video thank me later uh it'll get you right for the summertime pow and that's what we're letting go christmas trees and carbs christmas trees and carbs man the two c's out bam 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 all right so we're gonna move on uh we got a lot to talk about because I like to introduce a segment. Uh, y'all remember when KD talked about his mama and he called it the real MVP? Well, we have a new segment here called uh, the real MVP or flagrant foul. You the real MVP. Roz, what are we talking about today on the real MVP or flagrant foul? All right. Well, I mean, do you think the audience gets that right enough? You know, because like real MVP, are you doing it right? Flagrant foul. Are, are you reaching? Are you out of line? Are you out of pocket? Is it a foul? That's what we're going to decide in this segment. We've got a bunch of topics. We're going to push through them as quick as we can, but also do them good justice. So the first one up, we have Nike. They have just introduced a hijab that Muslim athletes can wear while in competition in sports. 
and no. it's pretty cool actually so it's a pull-on hijab and it's made of light stretchy breathable fabric and it's super long in the back so it won't come untucked and it's pretty affordable it's 35 bucks and the idea is hey now like this what your religious beliefs and practices are doesn't have to limit you from sport competition so quick hot takes what do you think what do you think yvonne i'm i'm so happy about this like first of all like, I don't think anything that you stand for should prevent you from doing the thing that you love. You know what I'm saying? Like, as far as, like, you know, especially with sports, it's like, so you mean to tell me a head wrap, which is part of my religion, is keeping me from playing the sport that I love, which is exactly what happened to um, Bill Keith Abdul-Kadir. She was, she's the reason behind the, um, the documentary. I don't know if you've seen it. If you haven't, go to uninterrupted.com. There's a, there's a uh, documentary. It's so dope. It almost made me cry like 10 times. Um, it's FIBA Allow Hijab. Essentially, this documentary is only 14 minutes long, so, you know, you can watch that as it's you brush quick, your teeth. Yeah. It's very quick. But essentially, you brush your teeth for 15 minutes? I mean, brush your teeth. Well, first of all, don't cover me. I, I have a whole nighttime regimen, okay? I gotta, <laughs> I gotta exfoliate my face with my with my exfoliator. I gotta floss. I got you know what? I don't appreciate how you call me out, but that's cool. I know who I am. You, I just, you don't know my I, testimony. I don't know your testimony, but I do know you have a fifteen minute toothbrush stick <laughs> campaign or routine going on. I'm, I'm trying to get that Colgate sponsorship, girl. You know, hey, I, 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 I gotta, I gotta stay right. You know, message, faith come by. Message, faith, <laughs> faith come by. Hinting, girl. Okay, so. Right. Anyway, so uh, Bill Keys was talking about how, like, she, I mean, in, in her hometown, like, she was the number one, I think, scorer, like, male, female at the high school level. Then she, like, just killed it on the collegiate level. So, of course, she thought after she graduated, she was going to go to, you know, the league internationally. Well, FIBA was like, nah, not today, boo, not today, because they had a thing with headscarves, and they said it was, like, a safety precaution. Well, I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen anybody tie hijab. It's not falling off. You know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not going nowhere. It's not going to land on the court, but, you know, whatever. So they said it was a safety precaution, and she had to sit out a whole year. Like, and by now it's two years. So something like Nike having hijab uh, workout gear, and that is just going to change the game because you have little uh, Muslim girls trying to be in the league, and it's like, how dare you tell me I can't continue and ball out on a level that I'm supposed to be at because – my my headscarf is a is a safety is precaution or whatever. So I Nike gets the MVP of the day because they're 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 dismantling all confusion and dismantling all excuses. Which also brings me to another point. I'm gonna get a little political on this, so y'all can cover me if you want. But I think the greatest thing to come out of Trump's presidency is the fact that he's really unifying the country with all the division right. he's spitting. Because sure. you see Muslim people at the airport praying, and you see passengers like cheering them. On. Now, when have you ever thought you would go through an airport, Muslim people right. praying, and people are like, you better go. You better do that. You better so go just, ahead and pray. You better go ahead and pray. So the fact that we have all this contention with Muslims and Mexicans and really all immigrants, um, and then Nike is taking the lead and saying, you know what, let's squash this. You know, they have a whole equality um, uh, uh, campaign going on now. So I, I'm not going to say too much more about this, but like, turn up. Yes and yes. And Muslim women are killing it. What about the Muslim woman who uh, competed in the Olympics? Yeah. Uh, I think she, she was a fencer, right? Ibtahaj Muhammad. Yeah, she was a fencer for the, uh, uh, what you call it, U.S. fencing team. And she wore the hijab underneath her, underneath her mask while fencing. And I actually got to meet her while working in the... Uh, 
in the Olympics this summer at, in Rio, she was super dope, super cool, super aware of all that she stood for. Um, and, you know, that's a lot to wear on your shoulders, um, telling that story, sharing her journey with people. Fortunately for her, um, within fencing, I mean, there were no rules against her being able to have it on. You know, unfortunately for Bilkis Abdul-Qadir, um, and I basically got to know her story through that FIBA Allow hijab documentary on Uninterrupted. Um, she was, her, her career was uninterrupted. It, it was- It was interrupted. It was interrupted. On Uninterrupted. But it was interrupted. And what I really was touched by in the, in the documentary was the idea that the, to not allow any person the opportunity to have sport in their lives um, is really crippling. And I actually just talked about this doing another documentary, it was with CSN actually called Tomboy, and they were talking about the importance for sports for girls. Sports is so important for, for females, for minority groups, because it gives you such great life lessons, uh, it gives you liberation, it gives you toughness, it gives you confidence, it's something to own, not even to think very practically, it gives you fitness and strength, these are all characteristics that young girls need and that help them become confident, uh, successful people in the world once they're adults. And to imagine that there are girls who couldn't even imagine themselves in sports opportunities or sports situations simply because of their religious practices is whack. Uh, is whack. Is whack. And, and now they can see examples of that, like Muhammad in the Olympics. You know, Qadir may not have been able to go on, um, Abdul Qadir may not have been able to go on and have a pro career, but oh, her she, fight. She's going to blaze it. She's going to blaze it. I, I mean, it'll be hard. It'll be hard, but she could. But I'm just saying, like, her fight helped other young girls down the road have the opportunity. It's major. It's an MVP move. And the fact that we are celebrating Women History Month in Women's History Month in um, March, the, I, big ups to all these women who are paving the way. You know, there's, I love this campaign. I can't, we, you know, we can't because they did. Um, and so it's kind of like the next wave of Muslim athletes are going to be like, yo, we can because they did. You know, Bill Keys, if she does, you know, uh, sacrifice her own career for the next person to come after her, that's that's major. That's some you know, underground railroad thing. That's some Harriet Tubman stuff. That's some, you know, Rosa Parks. That's some uh, First Lady Michelle Obama stuff. Like, we can because they did. And so, shout out to all the trailblazers on Women's History Month, during Women's History Month. We salute you. We applaud you. Uh, give, them a, give, them, give them a real MVP of the day. Shout out right there. You're the real MVP. Um, ladies supporting ladies. And my last little message, too, is not only do ladies have to support ladies, but we need our men to be trailblazers uh, for ladies as well. And not just when they're around women, but when you're amongst just your men's and male only situations, you guys got to also uh, hold each other accountable as far as how you're talking and thinking about and promoting ideology around women and strong women and, and great women and what that should be. So it's a full village well, effort. It takes a well, the, village. The, the men came through because um, in the FIBA thing, because, you know, the FIBA was supposed to announce on it in January and they moved it to March, but they had like a petition sign and uh, Kenneth Farid, uh, who is um, on the... Uh, he, the show, he, that's he, a friend of mine. 
Yeah, he's in the Nuggets. Yeah, he signed the petition. And, you know, there were a couple other dudes who, like, stepped, you know, stepped up to the plate and was like, no, 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 no. We support this, not only as Muslim, but as men, like, to allow these women to have their time to shine. So shout out to the Kenneth Fareeds the, of the world and all the other dudes, like you said, who are standing up so that women, too, can be great. Because we we come out the womb great. <laughs> you know, that's what we do. You know what I'm saying? But y'all not trying to let us be great. But we, we here. Uh, so shout out to the dudes who allow women to be great. Um, all right let's move on we gotta move on we gotta move on okay up all next right, so on bring it up magic okay so magic johnson recently uh tweeted and said that he will quit if he cannot turn the lakers around essentially he like babe ruth's career remember when babe ruth we used to point to the outfield and was like i'm about to hit this home run and watch me do it and then he would do it so you know magic johnson was pretty much saying like listen if i can't do it i'm out but i'm gonna i'm gonna do everything to uh put my city on my back, which, um, which is kind of dope. You know, you know, he could be, he, you know, he put his money where his mouth is. He's putting his career where his mouth is. And so, I mean, is that a, is that a real MVP moment or is that like, yo, magic, like how sway, is that like a flagrant foul? Like it's all talk and no show or, you know, like what you think about that? Right. You know, I'm, I'm going to call it a flagrant foul in my opinion, just because, I don't need like a George Foreman grill, like guarantee. This isn't like a turkey burger, you know, that like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like it's already enough that he is taking a very uh, history and and proud franchise that is right now in the gutters right now and having to build them up. That's a handful, not to mention the skepticism that comes from the fact that he's not really had this kind of experience. While he's been a very successful businessman, he hasn't really stepped, he hasn't had a role necessarily in the uh, high levels of front office on a team and he steps into the president role. And then let's not forget, you know, the added scrutiny that comes with being a black man in this position that's already enough. You don't have to. You don't have to make it uh, even more pressure on the situation. Instead of big promises, what I would like to see as a basketball fan. Let's say I was a Lakers fan. I'd like to see maybe um, a light proposal of goals, something tangible that I can a hold. Light, to. A light proposal of goals. That yeah, sounds like, like you aiming low. That sounds. That's whack. No, no, no. Like, cause I don't, I don't need. You know what? When you're a, a franchise at the bottom, I think first of all, Magic's presence is big enough. But you're, you're giving a face to the rebuild. Magic Johnson. When you see Magic, you think of the glory days. Maybe he could write an open letter of what being a Laker in great days were, and 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 recharge and reboost the fan base in that way. But I think you need practical, attainable goals, small ones. What are we trying to do in this year's draft? Um, how do I feel about Luke Walton? Um, what is important for our fan experience at games and for the fan base? How are we going to impact the community as a Lakers organization and franchise? Small things that as the year, as next year goes on, I can check them off because this rebuild isn't going to happen in a month. It's so going to take some time. So he kind of, he kind of did what Danzel did. Blue magic. I stand behind it. I guarantee it. So, I mean, that's kind of that's kind of ballsy and that's kind of bold. That's kind of, you know, I guess, I guess it's one of two ways, right? You can see it as one of two ways. You can see it as like him saying, you know what? I believe in it my, that much that I'm putting my job on the line, which is a very MVP move. Or, I mean, to what you're saying, it could be, it could turn out like how when Jordan took over um, on the front office for the Wizards um, and, you know, first round draft pick, Kwame Brown. Anybody remember him? Exactly. Nobody does because it did not go well. <laughs> 
So, I remember him because of all of the hate he got for not, you know, turning out to be what he wanted to be. And I've got a whole argument for being hard on the on the bus conversation. These people are human beings, and it's 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 a tough conversation. I hate the word bust. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's another conversation. Let's continue on magic. <laughs> Wait, what are, what are you talking about? The bus conversation? What are you talking about? You know, I just feel like. Did remember when for Kwame like how hard Stephen A. Smith was on him with every everything just kept bringing it back to how he just wasn't living up to the expectations. You know, I you know as a, as a reporter, I do get the chance to speak with players and you get to know them. And sometimes as fans, we look at the money they're making, we look at the production on the court, and we forget these guys are human beings. And like I've actually spoken to some guys who have been picked, you know, top five in a draft, and maybe it hasn't worked out exactly. You would be surprised the consistency of sensitivity that I've heard in these men. Um, and I'm not saying any names. I'm just going to say that it, they certainly hear it. It certainly affects them. I've talked to guys who have had to talk to therapists that have had to, that have hated themselves for a while, that have questioned because so much of their lives was, was grounded in, in an identity of being a great athlete. And when it hasn't necessarily panned out on the, on the pro level, it was really hard on them. Sure, they're rich. But they aren't happy, and and it hurt. Let's not forget these people are human. Let's absolutely. Um, speaking of which, I feel like that's a great segue to our next topic: uh, the Sierra uh, Russell Westbrook photo shoot. Now, oh. you know, you know, she's pregnant. She has a baby by future. Um, I, I didn't know. She, I didn't see any social media posts about her pregnancy. <laughs> you a jerk. <laughs> Is she keeping uh, quiet about it, or is she? I, I haven't seen anything. I feel like kidding, I need to put my, I need to put my sunglasses yeah, on because there's so much shade. Like Fifteen different <laughs> photo, video, picture shoots. We get it. You're preggers. You're married to Russell Wilson. You're so happy. What a great family. And you oh, yeah, can dance while doing it. I said Russell Westbrook. I mean Russell Wilson. Um, but Ooh, I, 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 is I, Russell Westbrook involved? No, I'm kidding. No, I, I feel like my kidding, my, kidding, my, kidding. His I friend, just, his, his wife Nina is a friend to the show. Just kidding. I just <laughs> put my sunglasses on because you threw so much shade. I feel like if you feel have that much of a visceral reaction, why don't you just unfollow Sierra? Like, like, she, uh, am I following? Well, I don't. Well, how you know she had 15? You the one who said that she got 15 uh, posts about being pregnant. Like, so you just let yourself. On the line, Roz, I feel like I you know, were projecting. First of, all, first of all, first of all, I wasn't okay. projecting. I want to defend my first statement by saying I actually, yeah. I, <laughs> I'm already in defense mode. I'm already in defense mode. First of all, all right, but, but you know what? I don't brush my teeth for 15 minutes. How about that? I don't say the problem. I'm gonna, when you go see me with the Colgate contract, you're going to be asking okay. about me when I get this Colgate contract. Don't, don't come for me. I'm not, I'm not. No come for me. I'm here. I'm in, I'm, you're talking to me right now in real life. You don't have to look at my Instagram. You're talking to me right now. <laughs> I just want a few free tubes of Colgate when it comes your way. But in any case, in any case, but no, uh, I love Sierra. I, I yeah. wait. Let me t- now I'm now I'm I'm doing a lot right now. Now, now she's I, like, I love Sierra. I love you. Please come on the show. We wanted to. Right. No, I like Sierra as an artist. I like her music. I like her dancing. I like kind of how fierce she is, and she's like you know strong and you know all that. I'm with it. The only thing that if you're asking me about the photo shoot, I technically don't see anything wrong with the picture. I mean, as far as what it's promoting, I actually think it's pretty positive. You know, in today's day and age, this is the modern American family. It's a blended family. It's a blended family. And I'm happy to see any man and woman that can put love and support around their families. And let's let's keep it even more real. 
black families and men stepping up and taking ownership of their own children, even the other children that come from previous relationships. So I think that's beautiful. Absolutely. I do think it's a little extra, but overall, I think it's beautiful. So I'm actually not going to give this a flagrant foul. I'm going to give it an MVP because I think the message is stronger it's stronger than the extraness of the whole situation. I, yo, listen, <laughs> I, I give it a 100% real MVP. I definitely, I had the, ch- the opportunity to meet both Russell and Sierra at... Um, uh, this uh, it was a it was an Oscar party that Elton John threw the AIDS Foundation. Um, not not trying to be sound any type of way, but it was just like it was, it was a light Oscar party that we were both at with Elton John. It was really, it was beautiful. Such a big deal, Yvonne. Wow. I, I'm not, guys. I got invited. Like a whole rack of other people got invited. Anyway, the point of the story is they were beautiful. They were beautiful, but the picture I just felt like it had strength. I know people were trying to clown Russell because like what it looks like him being back there, but for me, I felt like. He he was putting his 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 queen front and center. He was putting his wife, you know, at the focal point. Like, yo, she's beautiful. She's carried children. Like, I I I support you. I kneel down. I bow down. Like, you are queen. I am your king, and I'm not lesser because I'm behind you. So it's just like, woo! Mm, it was mm. deep for me. It's I give you. You know, I'm I'm single, so you know anything that uplifts love, I'm just like, yes, you better get behind her. You better do that. <laughs> so I'm really excited for them. I'm really yeah. you know what I'm, I'm, also, I'm really excited that she found love in a hopeless place because you know oh. future, future let's 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 hand clap for love in a hopeless place because you know future is being petty wop on a whole bunch of other stuff. But yeah. Russell is like Teflon Don. Like, I'm going to let that just fall off. Like, I'm going to just love my wife. I'm going to love my children. I'm going to love us. And we're just going to do this. And I'm just like, that's just cancel out the noise. That's what you need. I hope and wish them long years of love. Plus, they also go to my church. What up? Hashtag City Church. I am. Oh, wow. Um, Everything's a plug. Yvonne. I don't want to say the problem. Can I, can, I, can I piggyback your well-put statement there? I must say, and I know I speak for a lot of ladies, and even men, anybody who has been hurt, devastated, disappointed, whatever you want to use, in love, it happens. I really must say, and I forgot this for a second because I thought, you know, we were just talking about this one picture. Sierra has meant so much to me personally, I must say, to know that you know what, this, this is, it, it does move on. Like life will move on. You don't have to be, you don't have to um, hold on to a bad situation that isn't working. There might be something, there is something even better waiting for you if you trust yourself and you trust the path that you're on enough to let go and be brave and move forward. And I, I am so moved by her. I watch, I look at that relationship and what I see from that is a woman's strength. A lot of us ladies, we stay with things that aren't working because we're not confident enough. We're not ready, but something great, something even better. It may not even, it may, it, it may, I'm not even gonna say better, something different and good for her came. And I think that's just a really great message for ladies right now. You, like, you better preach. I feel like this guy's that hallelujah, that hallelujah girl. I'm telling you right now, we picking up all strong women out here. We are, um, and for, for any of the women who, Try to make other women not as strong. We coming for you too because it's like that's not what we're doing. We are we coming for you too. Which leads us to our next segment. I'm gonna let you take this away. Okay, so Candace Wiggins and um, the WNBA, and she 
did an article, which is kind of a promo in a way for an, a book she will release, uh, telling her story and her experiences uh, as a basketball player and in the WNBA. And um, Candace Wiggins, for some background information, um, I actually do know Candace really well. I played basketball with her at Stanford. Um, and I cover the WNBA in the summer. I cover the New York Liberty. She actually spent a season there with the Liberty while I was there, and I, and I just know her. And, um, and I know the WNBA. I've been covering the league for many years. A lot of my best friends play in the league. And so basically, this, this article got a lot of publicity. One, because it talks about her experience in the WNBA as basically one that was, um, it was traumatic. It was, the word she used was toxic. And she claimed that, one, it was, very dis- it was very disappointing and deflating to play in a league that she claimed no one was paying attention to. But, but then she had, like, a really gangster statement. Like, then she came out with, like, a really intense... What is- I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting okay, there. Okay. I'm just going through all of the things. So she said that. And then she went on to say that she was bullied because she was straight and that the league's culture was very much homosexual, uh, gay, lesbian women, and that they didn't like her confidence and her being an out there straight woman, and they, they bullied her, and she spoke to that. And then she went on to say one more, even more bold statement. In this article, they said that she said that 98% of the WNBA is gay. And so, Where are your receipts, Ms. Wiggins? Where are your receipts? How you know this? You know, it's actually a really, that statement is one that you can pretty much say is outlandish um, because there's, a, there's like 120 players in the WNBA. I mean, that's like saying like only four players are straight. Like, come on. But also, <laughs> like, if, they were, statement. if they were, so what? Like, if they were like, how does, how was that affecting your game? It's, and you know what? No, 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 no. I get what you're saying. Like, first of all, the main point here, period, should be what does sexuality have to do with the buckets that are being delivered on the yeah. court? Period. Like whether whether you're female, male, gay, lesbian, straight, whatever, like hoop is hoop. That's my number one argument for you there. Number two, I do think that um, first I want to say I want to be supportive. And I think what I've loved to see from the, the, the response of WNBA players, players association leaders, NECA Agumake, who leads the NBA, uh, WNBA players association. Hey, hey. Hey, uh, also a former teammate of mine at Stanford, also just a wonderful woman and leader, and not to mention WNBA's MVP this past season and won a championship with the Sparks this past season, this past summer. So just because doing Nanja it know they carry last. Nanja know they carry last at all. That's what we came to do. We came to dominate. So all of you people, Mecca, we hear you, my sister. Yes, yes, yes. She's doing it. And that's like literally a sister to me not just because she's nigerian just like in all ways and forms but anyway i really appreciated her response which was first they didn't come out nobody came out and straight up like slap candace wiggins um <laughs> uh, co- comment they said if you if you felt a way they feel on like if that actually happened and that was your experience we want to talk about it in a healthy conversation and make sure something like that never happens again however where the beef was where the where the the feeling of and I'm speaking from speaking to a lot of people in the WNBA and my experiences there is that the journalism and the language that she used was a little reckless and and it, it was reckless because there's so many stereotypes around women's basketball and the language just played into them. And without any conversation or interviews of other players, it was just one player's uh, or facts or actual facts. 
opinions. There was no other facts. There was no evidence. And what I found is, and, and then Yvonne, I'm going to throw it to you real quick, but I'm going to just say what I was surprised was the league has been in existence for 20 years. And this one article of one woman with, with just, you know, just claims, really wild claims and lazy journalism by this, the outlet, I, I'm blanking on the name of the outlet, really, to not reach out to the league or any other players for opinion. I had coaches from New York. I had high school coaches, AAU coaches, parents texting me because they know how invested I am in the women's basketball world saying, oh, is this true? That's how and what surprised me is this league's been in existence for 20 years. And look how fragile it still is to outlandish claims. 98 percent gay. That's wild. I mean, who's doing stats on that? I mean, that's that means four people are. And and to, and the, the idea that maybe people are getting bullied for their sexuality. That's scary to a lot of parents. And so it, it, it the conversation needs to be done with more respect, I think. And Candace needs to be more um cognizant of all that's involved not just you know kind of it's a little selfish the it's, way she framed it what do you it's think? damage i think it's damaging i mean hey listen i can't tell you if you're being bullied or not you know what i'm saying and it may not and if it's you're being bullied it may be with one or two people not necessarily the whole league i don't know but here's the thing it, you're right in that if you're making outlandish claims, it's damaging to the league. It's damaging to the, that little girl who wants to play in the WNBA. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, oh man, is this what I have to look forward to? Maybe I don't want to go. I, I don't want to go that route. But then what do I do with my career and with my life? And you know, like whatever. So it's, it has a ripple effect. You know, your comments are not just your own. They affect everybody else. So to that point, my thing is, listen. There's there is a better way to handle the situation. I right. feel like if NECA has opened the olive branch and it's like, yo, come through, talk to the players association, let's figure this out. Let's let's hear your claims. Let's if there's validity to be found in it, let's find it. If there's none, then shut it on down. Like stop this. Now, girl, she's got a book coming out. I well, mean, praise the Lord. I, you know what? God bless you. God bless you, girl. And Go ahead and make your coins. But on the on the flip side. No, I feel like people can see through this. There are a lot of people who make noise, both in the in the NBA and in the WNBA, and people people are able to see through it. So I, I like Obama says when they like Michelle Obama said when they go low, we go high. So and hey, I, I, I'm gonna add in too. Like I feel like a lot of people within the league really felt hurt by it. Like the league is such a. It's such a, like, I'm going to say we because I feel like I'm a part of the community there. You're, we're fighting still for, for val, uh, validity, for cre credibility, for retention. Yes, that's all true. So it's kind of like when, when one of your own lashes out in this way and wasn't careful about it. I mean, um, it hurt. It really hurt. It was disappointing for a lot of people. It felt like, it felt like a personal uh, slash yeah. a jab. And from everything that I have known... I, this is the first time in all the years that I've covered the WNBA and know people in the WNBA. It's the first time I've ever heard anything like that. In fact, I find the WNBA to be super support, a place that's super supportive, inclusive, open-minded, all sorts of things. This and, is the I've heard complaints from players more than I've actually heard complaints from players that sometimes back in the day. You'd almost get pushed to the front if you were straight. You were you were put on a pedestal. They were promoting if you were married or had a kid. You were on the commercials, this and that, because that's what they wanted people to see. Mm. Now the league is more of a okay. We are who we are, and and watch us work now. Like we they've really embraced who the league is. But back in the day, it was almost like you got you got less pub if you weren't straight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I feel like yo, we gotta remember like this is the same league 
who, when the Black Lives Matter um, a whole thing was going on, they they were the ones who stood in solidarity and they were the ones who took the fines by, you know, like standing up. So in a way, the WNBA is there for a reason. They've done good work. They're continuing to do good work. If if these claims are valid, let's 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 take a look at them. If they're not, stop it. So for that, I say Miss Wiggins gets the flag on the play, flagrant foul of the day. I'm just go ahead and blow that whistle. So Roz, I want to introduce a new segment called Sliding Through. Has anybody ever slid through your DMs or your social media trying to slide through your heart? <laughs> um, it goes down in the DMs. Wow. Okay, okay. Now you got you got to read at least two of these. Okay. Um, sheesh, you're so damn beautiful. You're probably not gonna see this, but shoot, I'm gonna send it anyway and hope I get lucky. <laughs> okay. Okay. I found another one. This guy said, "You are the greatest. I love watching you make your dreams reality." Unfortunately, my thirsty ass would still holler at you. What? <laughs> what? Why is that even unfortunate? So he took himself out. He's like, unfortunately. Yeah, okay. Roz, you win this segment, clearly. <laughs> teach, teach me more about your DM waves. All right. So now we now yeah. we now we beefing. So now you like I wasn't trying to be mean to the dude. I just didn't really understand what that message was. Like you could like you could Google either one of us. I can't Google you. So like you could know as much as you want to know about Ivana Roz, but you're private. So that right. means now you're forcing my hand to respond to this DM, and that's not how this works. It, and, you know, and like, first of all, Yvonne, it's a hard world for men. When you are in a bar, right? I mean, it's already hard enough. I mean, I don't even be at bars, but when you are, let's just say a bar or whatever, or, you know, at the local pokey bar or, I don't know, frozen yogurt shop, whatever, and you're trying to approach a person. What? <laughs> At the at your local froyo spot, and like you're trying to get hollered at, it's already hard enough to do that face to face. Like, what? How? How does a DM be successful? First of all, Roz, I can't even believe that you're you're on team man on this. Like, you're saying it's hard for men. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna just put this out to our boom girl magic. No, no, no. I'm gonna put it out. No, pause. Timeout. Flag on the play. You get a flagrant foul. We gonna move on. Hashtag Bulgar Magic. Let us know what's right and what's wrong to DM. Let us know if you found love in a hopeless place like the DM. So we got two more topics to talk about before we end this episode. Um, we got a topic. Uh, what's beef? Beef is when you need two cats to go to sleep. Beef is when your mom's ain't safe. So I mean, y'all already know the Nicki Minaj, Remy Ma. There's beef. Remy Ma came out. She had the Sheetha. You know what I'm saying? She, you know, she had the Sheetha. She was like, ah, that's why your booty flat. That's why somebody said this. And it was like, yo, Sheetha was like gangster. It was like a seven minute diss track. Like she just kept going. And it was like, it really even, I, I felt like it didn't read like a diss track. It felt like a telenovela. Like she was like, and then another thing. And then your ex said this about you. Dun, dun, dun. And right. then, you know, like it just felt like just her it, reading somebody's diary, essentially. Right. It what? sounded like a personal, like it felt like just like she was really hurting. I mean, it wasn't like a rap track. It was like, I have to air all of your dirty laundry. And I mean, she came and she, it was seven minutes and she issued a shot and she asked Nicki Minaj to, to come back and respond. And at first I didn't think Nicki was going to respond. I really didn't. 
Well, but, I, well, Nikki didn't. Nick, Nick, and here's the thing. At first, I was like, does Nikki have to respond? Nikki's the same chick that was on, you know. You can't uh, be the queen of rap if you do not respond. But, if you don't do, you can't, you can't not rap and wait, be wait, the queen wait. of rap. But you can decide whether or not, because here's the thing. Remember, Nikki was the same chick on the Monster Joy, 50 Birds for a Rush, no album out. Like, she was, I'm a motherfucker, Monster. Like, she's the same chick that was getting 50 grand for a verse without an album out. Remy Ma just got out of jail on bond for 50 grand. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you saying? So Nikki probably like, do I really need to respond? Do I, you know, maybe she was thinking like, about really Nikki- help her to respond. You know? I mean, no, it, it, it wouldn't help her. She don't have to because her fans also don't even like half her fans don't know who no, Remy Ma is. That's what I'm, that, you misunderstood. Nikki would only help oh, Remy yeah, absolutely, absolutely. by responding to her. Like exactly. Remy, Every single second of this publicity, and <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like Listen, every ounce of it. I feel like we need to put a disclaimer, Remy. We are just talking. We love you, girl. We don't yeah, don't come for us. We know you shoot people for money. Like <laughs> no, no, no. The first, the first Wait, no, wait. Minoli, edit that out. I'm gonna say it better. I'm like Remy. We're only just commentating on this. I can't fight. I am Nigerian, so we do throw stones. But that's neither here nor there. You shoot people, so I don't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't do this. Okay, so I got. Good aim, but you know you got a gun. So Remy, we're just talking. If you if you happen to listen to this, girl, I listen to Sheeta. You cool, Nikki? Hey, girl, how you doing? I listen to you too. Okay, we back right. in. And actually, I think that's that's actually a cool point too. Like, first of all, I hate that there's this idea that there's only room for one female in in a world. I actually think they're both dope, and but I do think as far as this battle, Sheeta, she came for Nikki. She she really laid down a well thought out well nuanced argument like if this was about battling Remy Ma did that Remy did that but then she shot herself in the foot by putting out a second a second track like while she was waiting for uh, Nikki to respond she definitely draped her back to back but then the second one like Nikki said in the album that she in the diss track that she put out she called it back to whack it was like Remy you was winning. You was Ali looking over Frazier like, do something, say something. And right. then you, you like, took yourself out the game. So, so the that was... The second one was lackluster? Is that what you're saying? The, the second one wasn't... It wasn't Sheetha. It was more like uh, plaster. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't she. You know what I'm saying? Dumb. It wasn't Sheetha. It, was, it, was, <laughs> it, was, it wasn't Sheetha. No, it wasn't, it wasn't Sheetha at all. Um, but then... I don't think the weakness of a second track... Uh, negates the strength of the first. Like, no, it kind of does because it's like you you gotta come because people need to know that you got hits on hits on hits. It's like the second album. If you come through and your first album is like bang, people need to know that's not just a one hit wonder. That's not just a one time thing. You had a bomb producer, but they need I to know that you can make hits after that. So it's like, oh, that's why everyone's like concerned about a sophomore album. It's like, well, can they do the same thing they did the first time? You know, kind of like how people are going to be listening to this podcast. Like, can it be as bomb as the first one? But you all know that we got hits on hits on hits. But, you know, Roz, I heard that in your past life, <laughs> you used to spit hot bars. Dylan, 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 and Dylan, because I spit hot fire. So, you know, I, I, I challenge you to a beef. I challenge oh you to a God. battle right now, son. Wait, wait, so wait, a rap battle? Like you gonna rap? You gonna we gonna get in the cipher right now? We ciphering, son. Freestyle. I'ma let you go first. I'ma let you try <laughs> Sheetha on me. I'ma let me. Yeah, go ahead. No. 
No, 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 no. Uh, but I was told, I was told we were going to battle and I Live. backed out from nobody. This is the third <laughs> stall. If you all hurry up with this rap, I'm about to just turn this mic off. Okay, okay, okay. Here we go. New York City bred, Dayton Bay area heads. Get into the money, I can sleep when I'm dead. I can sleep on the plane, don't sleep on me, bet. I can sleep in the future like a Molly Percocet. Yeah, I got it, that effect. Yeah, I got that effect. You slept in your bed and I got to the check. March Madness, I live it. You had to buy a ticket, I'm courtside. Interviews, you couchside. Living room, I'm outside. What it do? I'm fly, that's how I do. Black girl magic, nothing new. Ball girl magic, gift to you. Hey. hey. Oh, that's all the time we have. I hope you have had as much fun with us as we've had with y'all. Um, definitely hashtag Bulgar Magic. Uh, hit us up on Twitter. I'm, at, I'm <laughs> at Yvonne Orgy. Uh, Roz, where you at? I'm at Rosgo21, R-O-S-G-O. Again, we want to thank all of our people at Uninterrupted. We want to uh, thank you guys for watching and downloading this episode. We'll see you in a couple of weeks.